How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Through some injuries, and he looks like he's ready to go now. Even throughout the spring practices, um, he's looked very explosive, and uh, we definitely use him deep as well, too. But he's an all-around competitor at the receiver position. My mindset going into this camp is more so just to build off the things that we worked on as a team this past minicamp and past OTAs. We've done a lot of good things as an offensive group, and as a team, we did as well, too. So we want to build on those. You don't want to take any steps backwards. We want to continue to keep moving forward and, and see how well we can do out there on the field against other teams. Tyrod Taylor there, Matthew Collar and Sal Capaccio at St. John Fisher College in Rochester. Day one of training camp officially wrapped up. The field is clear. The autograph seekers are clear. And now it's just pretty much me and you, Sal. Yeah, it's all right. Now it is starting to get a little warm out, so I'm thankful not that practice is over. But we'll do it again tomorrow. And I think there's some rain in the forecast tomorrow and then Monday as well. But, uh, you know, we're going to have some pretty hot days out here. So... Tell us what happened on the field, Sal. Where I sit, I was watching the punters and kickers, and let me tell you, they can kick it really far. <laughs> yeah. That and was high. my analysis from and being high. over here. And uh, I did watch Jerry Hughes and IKN and Polly work on coverage, which I imagine will be part of their duties a little bit, and uh, people will be mad about that. Probably. But other than that, uh, Richie Incognito will be here in five. So you have five right. minutes Want to, to talk tell bench us. press real quick? Yes. Let's okay. Do that How much can you bench? Okay. Press? So I I don't I don't max out anymore. I mean I did that when I was younger and competing or whatever. You don't have to impress the ladies. No, but but I'll I what I do is I usually go up to about two fifteen two twenty to rep three four times. Oh. Okay. Like that's that's a good you know and then I'll finish. So if I maxed, if I did that, so I maxed probably thirty two thirty five maybe at the most. Like that's that would be a. A nice lift for me. Well, the reason I ask you is because Manny Lawson yes. is injured from benching 415, which seems like a lot to me. Is that a lot? Is that it is a lot. lot. It is a lot. But you and Nate, could, because Nate seems to me the guy. I bet you Nate, Nate could probably bench more than me. I bet you Nate, me, I mean, he's a wiry guy. He's a, he's a, he's a strong guy. Nate, you could pro- you're could probably low 220s, maybe up to mid. I mean, low 200s, maybe up to mid 200s. Sal, I'm so happy that you used the word wiry to describe me because that's exactly <laughs> yeah. how I would describe myself. And you're talking to, with between me and Collar, maybe the two most wiry people <laughs> you've probably ever met. I, honestly, my arms are long. Like, it's tough oh, for it's me tougher to, for you know. You. Right. Yeah. And, like, Collar's too. He's, like, tall and lanky. His arms are probably super long. It's tougher for people like us. Okay, well, I bet you then you guys then you wouldn't be able to, but you could both I think do 185, which is uh, uh, you know a 45 and a 25 on each side. Okay, I'll take so that. Yeah, I'll take that. I'm, I'm not going to give it a try. Okay, but I'll take that. But 415 seems like a lot, and that's how Manny Lawson got hurt. Uh, what do we know about that? Is he going to be out for a um, while? Rex said uh, does not look to be anything that's going to go into the regular season. There's no timetable. He was out here today stretching, so that tells me I think he's more sooner than later. But you don't know. Um, he he was benching 415. He said there was some blood involved. It was a pectoral. Now, whenever you hear that, you think torn pec. pec that, that ends guy's seasons. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like that with this. It just sounds like he got hurt. 
He's, you know, they're checking it out. He should be okay. No specific timeline, but as of now, it doesn't look like anything that's going to cost him to be not ready for the regular season. How about the running back situation? I think we're going to be watching just to find out who is number two on day one. Yeah. First preseason game, first regular season game. And Carlos Williams, Rex Ryan was asked about Carlos Williams' chances at being the number two when he comes back from suspension, and Rex sounded pretty noncommittal about that. Well, he should be, because Carlos Williams' spot in this roster isn't guaranteed. Although I will say that, you know, I, there's, a, there's a lot out there right now because of what's going on. He has a lot of time here. They're going to give him time. And I think one thing that's really important that people need to remember, Matt, here is you don't have to make a decision on Carlos Williams on the roster even by the end of camp. He does not count on the roster the first four weeks. There is nothing that you have to do with him until after that four-week period is over that he's suspended. He is allowed to be on the roster, not count against that. He essentially has two months here. I think he'll be ready before that, the way it's trending right now, but there is no reason to rush here. Look, Mike Gillisley is the number two running back right now. Jonathan Williams, I think, after watching today and hearing some things, I think he will have much better opportunity than even maybe I thought going into this, but that's what it looks like. You have, obviously, uh, James Wilder, who's really running running hard. He's another guy. So, you know, we'll I'm see. At... Sorry, How you Rich doing, Rich? Good to see you, buddy. And, um, you know, so I think it is, it is going to be a battle. There's no doubt about that. By the way, yep. Carlos spoke a little while ago. He was very reflective upon his situation, and he was asked about that spot, and he said, look, I can only control myself. All right, Richie Incognito joining us. How are you, Richie? I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing? So, well, we were How just talking about lifting, and do you think Sal and I together could lift as much as you can lift? No. Bench. No. No. No way. No. I said I'm about about a 220, <laughs> 225 guy. I'm a 500-pound guy, there you so go. if you, guys, I don't you think both so. get 225. Okay, I think we're going to need to add another well producer, another yeah. body. Wow. That's, How that's, much are you? That's, really 500. that's crazy. That's Manny was doing 415 and got hurt, but for a guy like Manny... That's that's in those lo- those long arms. Yeah, that's a lot, man. That's it's, tough, it's, right? It's a lot of weight. You know, I haven't I haven't benched 500 pounds in years. Right. You know, now I'm in the 405 for six to eight range, stuff like that. You're so. not powerlifting for the Olympics. Exactly. You're getting yeah. ready for a football I'm, season. Yeah, I'm getting ready to play football. There's, right. a, there's Although, a distinct difference. That's right. You are aging and unathletic, though. Very much. According so. to your yeah. Twitter page. Very um, much so. Richie Incognito joining us from St. John Fisher College. I'm kidding about that, but I'm interested though. I've, I've I follow you and Eric Wood on Twitter, and that seems to have really stuck in your craw there. That that, uh, I think it was Bill Polian had brought that up a while back. And obviously, and we had said it at the time, I don't know where that comes from because Chandrell Henderson was young and John Miller was young and Cordy Glenn fairly young too. So, the, I mean, we're all aging in some way, but the aged and unathletic part. But it's interesting to me that that continues to motivate you guys. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in this business, you're always searching for motivation and um to have that comment come out of left field from Bill Polian, who's a Hall of Famer, he's done so much in this league and so much in the city of Buffalo, to, to hear that comment come from the outside in, you know, uh, we kind of we kind of t- stuck that as like a feather in our cap, and we, we were going to ride out with that. So um, we were uh, we were leading the league in so many rushing categories at that point that you know we thought it was funny, but as the off season kind of went on, you're you're searching for for something to get you motivated for the season. And me and Wood just kept talking about that, aging and unathletic. And, you know, we, we have some of the most athletic guys on the field, you know, in, on, in a, on an offensive line assembled as a unit. So it, we had some fun with it. Well, let's talk about the offensive line as a unit. Number one in the NFL in rushing last year, which you have to be very pleased with. This is the first time, I think I said this to Sal maybe off the air, this is the first time I can remember since I've worked here and maybe even just watched the Bills that we don't have people call in and say, I'm really worried about the offensive line. You're bringing back everybody, and the way you performed last year, 
it, it seems like the entire fan base, which is unusual, is very confident in that. So what do you do well as a unit that worked last year and you can carry over to this year? You know, I think the, the biggest thing we did last year is we, we kind of learned and we evolved uh, as the season went on. We were trying to figure out what Giro wanted us to do. And, um, you know, he's such a diverse playbook, and uh, there's, there's so many different techniques and there's so many tools in our toolbox that, you know, it took us the first couple weeks of the season to figure out what we're trying to do. And the one good thing we are is we're, we're good in space. We're good. We, we can mash you in space. We can mash you downhill. Uh, we can run around you. We can run right through you. And, uh, you know, the, the management team, you know, Whaley and his crew did a good job of bringing us back. You know, they, they brought me back in the offseason, and a little later in the offseason, uh, they, they got Cordy locked in. And, uh, you know, that was huge. That was, that was huge for this team. That was huge for this organization to have that continuity going from 2015 to 2016. I was on vacation recently as in Oregon. My brother said to me, he said, you know, just tell me a little bit about the players, some of the players. He said, who, you know, who you liked, whatever, and your name come up. I said, you know who I, I really enjoy interacting with? We have a good relationship. I said, is Rich Incognito. He's kind of surprised. And I think that, you know, from where you came to where you are now, and I, and I noticed in the offseason you do a little more media stuff. You sat on Colin Coward's show. You might want to get into this business uh, later. I mean, that whole aspect of learning what you did about, you know, how that works, the media, did that – kind of fuel you a little bit maybe to be in this business to kind of talk about football more and things like that or you know why are you interested in maybe doing something like that and and your relationship with the media how has that changed over the last year or so Richie you know it's uh it's always been an interesting dynamic because uh I've always feel like I've been misrepresented in the media sure. and uh you know uh like you said you, you're talking to an outsider and you're trying to explain to him hey Richie Incognito is kind of a nice guy yeah and, right you know, he's fun to talk to and fun to be around so you know I think my love of the game and uh, I'm a good communicator, and mm -hmm. I think that I can do a good job of communicating it to the fans. And um, it's a you know it's it's a fun profession to be in to, to get to sit around and talk about something you love, and uh, you know interact with the fans that way. It's always it's always been in the back of my head. And now that I'm getting towards the end of my career, uh, you know it's, I'm starting to think about it more and get myself out there in the media and show my face a little bit more. So, but when it comes to you and, and your personality and the perception of you, so we we just met. You have giant hands. I shook them <laughs> for the first time. What is it unfair though for me, someone who doesn't know you at all, other than just meeting, to wonder about? So last year you're brought back here after a year out of the game, basically uh, no risk shot for Doug Whaley. Let's just bring this guy in, see if he still got it. You did. You played extremely well. You make the Pro Bowl. Even Pro Football Focus, I know you guys love that, but they had you rated extremely high. But then, so you you get a new contract. You decide to stay here. Is it fair for someone like me? who doesn't know you, to say, well, now he's got a contract. Now let's see how this works out because I'm not sure if I'm sold yet that Richie Incognito can work out here still because of some things that you read about from the past. Uh, well, if you're thinking that, you're obviously not very informed, but I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you know, it's one of those things that I, I have to come out and produce every single day. You know, I have a new contract. I, I, I'm sitting in a comfortable position, but that's not my personality. My personality is to work and to grind every single day to make myself better and to make this team better. So, uh, you know, nothing's changed with me. I go about my business. I handle myself. Um, and, uh, you know, I lead this team in an onward direction. And, you know, we're, we're looking to collect as many wins as possible. Can I go back to the relationship with Eric Wood? Uh, in terms of coming here, maybe you could tell me how much you knew him before, but in terms of coming here and feeling comfortable as a Bill and succeeding here in the situation that you were coming into, what did his presence in your relationship mean to that? 
So I played here in 2009 with Wood. Yes. And uh, there was a lot of guys still in the locker room, Kyle Williams, Fred Jackson. And, um, you know, he kind of made it easy for me to transition back into the locker room. You know, I, I'd spent a year away, and uh, I was wondering how I was going to fit in. And having a guy like Wood to, to lean on and be that veteran presence, and he kind of, you know, shielded me from a lot of things and, and just let me be me. And he knew me. He knew what I'm all about. And I just came in and, and worked hard and, and kind of carved out a footing for myself. And, uh, you know, he allowed me to kind of blossom into my role as a leader and as a, a good player. Talk a little football here. Uh, you know what's going on with this team. I noticed last year, Greg, the way he runs his practices, a lot of times it's a focus on one play. Got my notes today. Toss sweep day today. You guys did a lot of toss sweep early in practice. But, man, different sets, different formations, different motions, different guys pulling. One time you are, then you're down blocking. How expansive is the playbook on one play like that, Richie? One toss sweep, how many different ways can you do that? You know, we can run it a, a million different ways, and that's what makes us so dangerous you have no idea where we're coming from you have no idea we're, we're, we're showing you a bunch of window dressing you're watching guys in motion and you're sitting back on defense thinking about what you're going you know what your checks are okay i got a zone read do a man read oh wait we're shifting we're motioning and here comes the power here comes the toss sweep here comes the wide zone so what we're doing right now is we're going through and you know we have a systematic approach to putting in plays and mm-hmm. we're going day by day and um installing and uh you know we uh we have a huge playbook we have a lot to get done and uh you know we're gonna be a nightmare to prepare for no doubt what's it like with a running quarterback versus a guy who's a statue from your position you know it's great to have tyrod back there uh you know sometimes things happen and things break down real early and uh with tyrod he'll make a you know it's a five to seven yard sack turn into a 35 yard gain so Defenses have to respect him, and defenses have to cover him in the back end because he can throw, and they have to honor him that he can take off with it. So it really kind of takes a lot of pressure off us and, and makes it fun. How much does it mean to him this year to be the guy? Last year we spent every day here talking about who's the quarterback was sort of like the you know running joke. Who's the quarterback day is every day. And this year we come in knowing exactly who it's going to be, is that does that make a difference? I know it's day one of training camp, but does that how much of a difference does that make for him and his comfort of running the offense? You know, I think it affects the whole team. You know, we know who the guy is. We all we can all rally behind Tyrod. Um, you know, coming in last year, we had a three guy rotation to see who the guy was, and uh, now that it's Tyrod, he's really taken the reins and he's run with it through the entire off season. He had a great off season, and you know now he's the guy going to training camp and going into the season. So. Um, it's a huge motivation, huge motivating factor for him to be the guy, to be the leader, to be the rock, and uh, for us to rally around him and, and follow his lead. Did you get any more ink this off season? Last last training camp, I had you in here, and you showed me all the ink. Did you get any, anything else? No, new? nothing anything? new, man. Didn't nothing new. What did you year. do this off season? Oh man, did a lot of traveling this off season. Went down to Australia after the wow. Pro Bowl. Uh, did uh, I saw did, you? You were in Vegas. Yeah, we did Vegas for UFC fights. Went to Vegas twice. I caught the McGregor uh, Diaz fight. You and, into that? I'm into the UFC. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the UFC. I like that. That's good. So I watched uh, Diaz uh, submit McGregor, and then I went back for UFC 200 over the summer. I uh, did a lot of traveling, man. I was out in Los Angeles a bunch tra- uh, training. Did uh, Got a good eight-week program in back yeah. home in Arizona, and then another solid five weeks off. So that's me, man. I'm just traveling, training, and hanging. You've got an app now? I do. <laughs> you do? It's, it's at the App Store with the Richie Incognito <laughs> app. Go go check it out. It's 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 pretty cool. You know, it's it's my chance to show yeah. people behind the scenes and you know, it's 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 kind of, you know, me just kind of showing myself a little bit more, you know, letting people get to know me, letting people in on the inside and uh it's a fun deal, you know. I'm not I'm not one of those guys that posts a lot, but when right. I do post, I do post some fun stuff. Isn't that interesting though? We were talking about just, you know, your relationship with the media a few minutes ago and 
I, I, I have the Players Tribune is something that I follow. I'm sure you've seen that, where players are taking this opportunity by using social media and technology more to be able to show a different side of themselves that maybe you can't through, you know, one interview or a 10 minutes sitting here or somebody's article or something like that. That's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, I know. I, th- I think it's, it falls down to the individual player right now to, to brand themselves and to, to branch out and uh, show all the positive that that's going on in their life. You know, we sit down, we, we have a very short interaction when we meet with the media, you know, all the questions are to kind of, you know, you guys have, you guys have stories and you guys have things that you want to fill out. So you ask us questions along those lines. So we're mostly talking about football. So through social media, Twitter, Instagram, having an app, you know, that gets to show you a little bit, you know, behind the scenes, you know, what, what kind of goes into, you know, all of this as opposed to just giving, you know, one line answers. Yeah, fans love that stuff. They want to see, I mean, even in our business, they think it's the coolest thing to see behind the TV camera, behind the radio, like behind the locker room, all that stuff. Fans, fans love that stuff. Richie, one of the things that impressed me last year was I thought when you said to the media, and I'm paraphrasing here, you said something along the lines of you had to realize that what happened in your past is always going to be part of your story, and, you know, you're going to get asked about it. And it seems like, you know, that's where you've gone with this to make that, hey, it's going to be asked about it. I go forward with it, and now you're in a better place to say I might have been misrepresented. But is that something you had to accept to kind of be be able to come out of your shell a little bit more and not suppress that because you didn't want to talk about it? Yeah, no doubt. I think you know it was it was it, it was always going to be the elephant in the room. You right. Know, there was there's so many so, so there's only so many cliche lines and so many times you can give just a status quo answer. You right. know, you have to address it head on, and that's the type of personality I am. But I addressed it head on. I owned it. And, you know, I, I, I wanted people to take me at face value. You know, judge me from this day forward. Judge me on my work every day. And, uh, you know, I went out and had an awesome season. I played really well. And, uh, you know, the, a huge motivating factor for myself is to come back and repeat and, you know, improve upon the success I had last year. Right. And, um, you know, that's why I've just been grinding. And um, it's great to be back in in, uh, in Rochester for training camp with the Bills. You know, it's a family atmosphere from ownership to management to coaches to players uh, you know, you, you have a lot of people that really care about the product that we put on the field. And you have a lot of people that care about winning. And uh, you can feel it. You can feel the, the mood and the momentum changing around here. You can feel the, you know, you can feel it coming from Rex. You feel it coming from the players. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about 2016. You know, we've all put in a ton of hard work up until this point, And we got the first day in the books. And, you know, now we go. So what do you do in your free time? You're not a video game guy, right? Are you too old for that? <laughs> you know, I used to be a big video game guy. I used to play a bunch of Madden and NBA and all that. Uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time out of the facility, you know, working on my body. You know, it's a lot of massage, Pilates, yoga. Uh, I got a physical therapist that travels up from Arizona. I work with her every now and again. You know, she comes up about every two weeks. So uh, every th- when I'm not playing football, I'm preparing to play football. And, uh, you know, football season is it, – it's a grind. You know, if I'm, not, if I'm not at the facility working out or playing ball, then I'm at home getting my body prepared to do it. What's the one thing in yoga you couldn't do, but now you're elite, baby. Yeah. You can do it. You can do it. What is it? You know, it's funny. Me and, me and, me and Charles Clay. <laughs> you and Clay do it. Yeah, yeah. We, me and Clay do it. We went over to this place, and, uh, you know, it's tough. It's hot in that yeah. room, and, and these people are used to that. I'm not, I'm not used to being in that hot room going through these different poses and holding. And oh. I'm 325 pounds. That's so got to be it's, tough for you. It's a little harder for me to hold these poses, but, you know, me and Clay are, you know, gritting our teeth and trying to show them that we belong, but... Uh, they wanted to show us a handstand after the class one day, mm-hmm. and we're both trying it. And like, you got to have like supreme confidence in yourself to be able just to to let it go to get to that the handstand. So Clay tried to do it first, and and he did it. I remember him just laughing like, "Oh my god, I did it!" And I was like, "Oh man, now, <laughs> now I got to do it." So uh, so I went through. I did the handstand, and the the instructor was like holding my leg, and she goes, "All right, I'm gonna let go." So she let go, and then. 
that's the biggest thing. I've mastered handstands awesome. and like all the all the the the, the flying crane and the lotus kick. I got, well, I got to ask you one question before you go. New contract. You're always working on your body. You're doing yo- yoga, Pilates. You a single guy? You enjoying the single life, or are you <laughs> yeah. are, are you settling yeah. down? What are you doing here? No, I'm enjoying the single all life, right. man. All I, right. I travel too much. <laughs> I train too much. I got I got too much going on to be settling down right all now. All right, enjoy it. Well, take some time for some video games <laughs> if you can. They're still fun. See, I you do all the yoga and the working with the physical. Tra- I do the video games, as you can tell. What do you play? From uh, well, I've been playing a lot of the NBA game, yep. the uh, 2K. The 2K games are just amazing. Yeah. I sort of faded on Madden. Like, it, it was just the same game over and over again with different rosters. It was like, you know what, I'm going to try to branch out a little bit. Yeah, now there's just a ton of buttons. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I that's just, true, too. I mean, there's so many buttons and so much stuff you can do. I play with my brother sometimes. Like, this is, I don't know what's going on. It, it does It does get harder to keep up the more complex. Yeah. I'm like an old school Halo guy. Oh, okay. That's my right. jam. You I, like I running like, around shooting people. Yeah, I like I like shooting people. I, yeah. I, I used to play Richie, but I have an addictive personality. I, I don't allow it in my house now, or else I will. That's all I would yeah, do. Yeah, so I, I can't do it. We no, uh, we used to play the GoldenEye, even going back oh, to yeah, the sixty four. Yeah, exactly. That was the big thing. So, <laughs> Richie, great to meet you, and, and great to have you on, and uh, look forward to another good year for us. Excellent. Good Appreciate luck. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank all right, you. Matthew Collar, Sal Capaccio. That was Richie Incognito, and we'll be back here from St. John Fisher College on WGR. There's always a chance, but we're going into this. Hopefully, we get the old school approach. Just storm for a year and see how he progresses, not put any pressure on him or a timetable, and see what happens. You never know what's going to happen. And again, I never say never, but right now, we just want him to try to be the best he can every single day. That is Doug Whaley on literally any player. Any player. That could be any player on any team. Who has ever played sports? Doug Whaley on every athlete that has ever tried to play sports. Can you play that again, Nate? There's always a chance, but we're going into this. Hopefully, we get the old school approach. Just storm for a year and see how he progresses, not put any pressure on him or a timetable, and see what happens. You never know what's going to happen. And again, I never say never, but right now, we just want him to try to be the best he can every single day. Literally anyone that could be about. Do you know who that's about? Or did you hear Nate say it? No, I did not. I'm okay. sorry. All right, take a he, guess. He, he <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know who that Carlos. Uh, nope, that is about Cardell Jones. Oh, Cardell. So that's why he's saying we're gonna let him sit for uh, oh, a okay. year. I got you. I got you. All right. No, <laughs> I. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be doing this. I. I. It was bad form here. I was trying to read. I have to tell you guys. I just read this. Mike Malarkey has a slogan. Oh. At the Titans facility, and amongst other slogans. Okay. And they all kind of stand out, but one in particular stands out the most. And I I just am reading, and, I, and I've been around a lot of philosophical football slogans in my life, all and, right? And they're all pretty much the same. For one, one, for instance, reads, at the, this isn't the, the one I'm talking about. One, for instance, reads, quote, a good plan violently executed now is better than the perfect plan next week. I have no idea what that means. I believe it was uh, another. I like this Nietzsche that said storm that. the South, win the division. Okay, I get okay, that. Okay, sure, yeah. Here is the one that's kind of making people go, "What?" Quote: This is a slogan in the Titans facility, apparently come up by Mike Malarkey and maybe even the GM. Trample the weak, hurdle the dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta say it's more creative than all in. Trample the weak. Hurdle the Hurdle dead. The dead. Wow. Nate, have, did, you, did any of your uh, football coaches ever come up with that one for you? I'm actually not going to lie to you. My high school come defensive on. coordinator, Tim Meislinski, 
He was known for his rah-rah. That is like one of his most famous quotes. Wow. I don't know where it came from. He's, okay, he's, so. he's, he was known to be a, a bit of a, a crazy hothead and uh, great coach, though. And uh, But the, his, his motivational tactics Apparently include it things is not, like that. It's, yeah. It's fairly common about hurling the dead. That's right. All right, Sal. Well, there's no good transition from that. So what else happened on uh, the field today at training camp? So you're missing Darius and you're missing Kyle Williams. Yes. We knew Adolphus Washington was going to be one of the starters up front. He was. So I'll let people know how how it worked out. Excuse me. Corbin Bryant was in the middle of that defense. He was the nose tackle today. Jarrell Worthy was in place of Kyle Williams. So he got some work there in OTAs and minicamp. Not totally surprising, but it's a guy that you need to be aware of right now. And going forward, Jarrell Worthy. It was him. It was Worthy, Bryant, and Washington up front. Uh, the linebackers, no change. We know who those are. IK got a lot of reps there. Obviously, they were they were rotating guys. Randall Johnson was in there. Lorenzo Alexander played a lot as well today in that spot. We know it's uh, Jerry Hughes on the other side, Raglan and Brown in the middle. Interesting, the secondary rotation. Beyond the starters, you had, obviously, Gilmore and Darby. Right behind them, Corey White, who I thought had a really good day today. Hmm. Corey White was there, and Kevon Seymour, which I don't think is a surprise. We knew he was going to be on there. But Corey White was the guy that stood out to me today. And then the safety spots. You had Aaron Williams. You had, obviously, Corey Graham. Behind them, Duke Williams getting his shot with the twos. Duke Williams, after his struggles last year, I asked Rex about that. I said, that's a surprise to people that Duke is the number two guy, or at least with the second group. You know, he said... Talk about all in. Duke has taken it to heart. He had a conversation with Duke about being all in, about what it takes. He said, now he's the guy that's bringing you the coffee in the morning. Like, that's how <laughs> the, 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 the offseason he had, and he's being rewarded for that right now, Matt. He was back there, by the way, with uh, Robert Blanton, and then the third group of safeties was Colt Anderson with Jonathan Meeks. Well, he needs to bring everybody coffee after the way he played last year. <laughs> yes, for one. you're right. Um, the other part of that is when you were reading the defensive line, my first thought was, now, of course, that's with Darius not in there. Right. But are we okay with that? Are, I mean, Adam Polly didn't show me anything no, last year. No, I, I need to see it from him. I agree with you. Rex Rex talks him up a lot. He did say today one of the issue, one of the things is he's now playing the position they envisioned for him, which he really wasn't last year in the defense they were running. I get that, but he still needs to play better. I, I saw him get just basically manhandled a few yeah. times last year. And and he has to be better than that. I just I didn't think he really looked like a player that should be out on the field a no, whole lot I, I don't last disagree. year. And I mean maybe that was a part of just being new, but even when he got in at the end of the year, he was completely ineffective. Yeah. So my confidence there isn't very high. But he you think is going to be the guy that basically replaces Shaq Lawson, or is that entirely Manny Lawson when his Pectoral it's all Manny. One spot. He's the next guy after Manny. However, I will completely hold out a very big window for Lorenzo Alexander to beat out IK. Lorenzo Alexander has been in this league 10 years. He can play so many positions. He He's very smart. He's athletic. I think he could beat out IK and probably given a four-week training camp for that position. And I've said this before. It's crazy to think about, Matt. How many times have you ever heard this? Maybe never. Lorenzo Alexander in his career has played. Outside linebacker, inside linebacker, off the ball, on the ball. He's played defensive line. He's played offensive line and tight end in the NFL. Wow. That's amazing. I thought I remembered him as a tight end. He did play tight end with the Skins for a little while. Redskins, I believe. Yeah, he played a little offense. Yeah. Well, that's what, what we were talking about with Richie with the video games. I think in one game Maybe he that's might why. have listed it as a tight end. So, so I, I give him a lot of opportunity to do that. I, I've been disappointed in Randell Johnson's career to this point. A uh, guy that, I mean... He's an Adonis. He's the first guy he won off the bus. You're like, ooh, we're playing that team. You know, he's, he's chiseled. He's ready to go. Mm-hmm. 
just hasn't lived up to expectations. I need to see him step up in year three. He was on the practice squad last year. Um, he's a guy I think that really needs to take hold of his opportunity because he hasn't, and my patience with him is running out for him to do that. Uh, you got a Cedric Reed, who's the same kind of a guy. He's a little long, a uh, guy that can really maybe get after the pass rusher a little bit more than some of the guys. But, you know, he came in last year. He hasn't really done much. So there, there are some open spots there. Last thing for you, no quarterback competition, Sal. I feel like there's a hole in my heart. Where I mean, I feel empty inside with no quarterback competition in any way, shape, or form. How is that different now with Tyrod being solidified as you are the quarterback and that's it? Nobody's taking this away from you almost no matter what. It's it's good not to have to worry about it. I'm not really worried about the offense. I think they're going to be fine. I, I've said this, you know, you said this in the morning show, maybe when you were on or not, but they lost four guys off their offense last year and three didn't play. You know, one was, Percy Harvin, yeah, but he was in the early part of the year. Chris Hogan's the only one who played that they lost. They'll be fine. I think the offense is going to be better than it was last year, if not just as good, and that's fine as long as the defense comes around. So to, to talk about the quarterback, look, if you're looking for something to at least keep you interested, watch Cardale Jones. I, I mean, you never know what you're going to get from Cardale Jones. <laughs> but no matter what you get, at least he's decisive doing it. So if he throws a good pass decisive if he throws it into the third row of the bleachers at least he was decisive doing that i mean he's gonna rear back and yeah. fire it it just every time it reminds me of when ej hit the. Team. i know i know every time every but ej time. was throwing it away i think car i think cardale is more like he's i'm just, just throw firing it, no it baby what. i'm right. firing it well that's a good approach. And if, it, if it hits that girl wearing my jersey <laughs> in the stands and so be it well you heard doug whaley say that it's pretty much going to be a situation where Cardell Jones is uh, brought along slowly, and that's how it's going to be. They've yeah. already decided that. So that, that's the thing you can watch. If you're looking for something to watch for QB, watch Cardale and his growth. I think that should be interesting. Very good. Well, Sal, we will hear from you plenty throughout the next, well, six months or more. But, yes. But especially here at camp, yes. you'll be on Howard and Jeremy um, bright and early on uh, Monday morning. Right I'll here. be on with them. And next Saturday, there's a night practice. I'll be live from here, and then we'll have the night practice. We're going to actually uh, – uh, be here for the night practice on Thursday, broadcasting it, even though Merce not in his time slot. So people know that when they do have the night practices, the Monday through Friday ones, we're going to try and be out here and broadcast them like we did last year anyway. Okay, terrific. Very good. Thank you, Sale. No problem. And, Thank uh, you. To wrap things up, next segment, you'll hear some of Rex Ryan's comments today about the first day here from camp. So I appreciate everybody listening and Richie Incognito stopping by, you as well, Sale. And uh, we'll be back around for sure here uh, on WGR. Number one is good practice. Guys clearly were, were in their books and uh, very few mistakes. I will say that it's, we're probably the only team in the league that can go an entire practice. Not once did we have a three-wide formation out there or a sub-defense out there. So, uh, you know, right back to the basics. Uh, but it was good. You know, we, uh, we got in there, and, and I thought the guys were pretty sharp. And the other good thing is uh, there were no injuries. You know, so I think that's always a good thing. It seems like the first four or five days of camp, for whatever reason, those seem like to be the days that you start, you know, hamstrings, uh, you know, calves, uh, those small small tissue injuries. It's the thing you really try to avoid. And, and we, we do a great job of it, our trainers and things with the, uh, you know, we're trying to get rest. I think we're also the only team in the league that had like a 10 o'clock curfew last night. So, uh we're trying to do anything um, to kind of avoid some of the things that we went through last year. 
Uh, you'll probably notice today there was very few, well actually none today, where we had, um, you know, it, it split, you know, the snap split. So almost double the reps like we did last year. And the main reason for that was the fact that we now have an established starting quarterback. So I think that's that's obviously you know where we're at. There will be some periods, uh, red zone especially. We're going to work. Uh, we'll split those those snaps again. But for the most part, we're you know we're thinking we're not going to run the guys' legs off like we did last year. Uh, so there's some things that we we definitely learned from. I learned from, uh, and we're not going to repeat the same mistakes we did. So with that, I'll open it up for questions. Hey, um... Yeah, I think it's an opportunity for a lot of guys. But he, he's a, a young man that was uh, been fairly uh, impressive, I, I think, in the uh, uh, the OTAs and, and the mini camps and things leading up to the training camp. It was, um, you know, he's obviously good pedigree. If he's half as good as his dad, we know he's going to be a heck of a player. Uh, but the other thing is he's really a good special team player. That was something that jumped out to, to our scouts and, and uh you know, obviously that was uh, was told to me. So I'm excited to, to see him uh, when we really start, you know, scrimmaging and things like that, how he does. Well, I hope so. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, of course I am. Uh, but, no, I think there is something to it. But, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, we don't expect him to be his dad. I mean, that that's kind of a given. And, um, and if it was that easy, we'd be taking everybody's kid, you know. But, um, but I think it helps. So I'm sure he – grew up around, you know, the training camps and all the practices and everything else. He probably has a better idea of what it takes to play in this league uh, than, than probably a lot of people. I think the big thing with Dez is, you know, he was coming from a small college uh, program and nothing against that. You know, that's, uh, you know, that's fine. A lot of good players. But the jump in competition is, <laughs> is huge. Um, and the jump for any college player going to the NFL is a big jump, but I think especially from a small college. But uh, and just getting accustomed to you know, hey, the NFL game is this, and and it's a zillion meetings and all that. And sometimes, you know, you might have had you know two or three meetings a week, maybe at a small college. Then here now you got two or three a day. So I think he had a tough time with that, as as a lot of rookies do. Uh, but I like the way he came on last year. You know, you saw him getting a little better, you know, as uh, the weeks piled on. And, and at the end of the year, we actually played him some. So uh, I know he's confident. I think uh, his body type is, is what you look for in today's game, you know, with that kind of size that he has. And, and he's got, you know, good hands. So we'll see what happens. You seem to know what you were getting. I think, you know, first off, the thing that I that I knew about him was his work ethic and his passion for the game and obviously his God-given ability. That was what I knew we were getting. Um, but the, you never know how it's going to be until a guy really gets out there and he, he's the guy under center. But he's the guy that, you know, nothing was given to him. He came here, and you guys know he was the third quarterback on the depth chart last year, but he earned the, earned the starting job. And... Uh, you know, so that it was all him. Breaking the Warrow's closet. What's yeah. that? Breaking the Warrow's closet for Chuck Taylor. Yeah, well, you know, it was, uh, I think I got them from Jerry, uh, from Sully over there. But uh, I broke into his car last night and I saw these. The, but, uh, no, I've always done it every every year for, I, I think we figured it out. It was like my 30th year in coaching. 
And um, back in the day, you know, there was no shoe budget or anything. You just you couldn't afford anything else. So Chuck Taylors were good, and you coached every day in them. But I always do it, and I, I think I've done it just even when I got in the NFL, college, and all that stuff. I would do it just as a reminder of where I was, and uh, and never forget that. And and plus they look cool now. Do you like the fact that? Uh, you know, you're darn right I do. You know, I like that. And I, I think it's good. So I think we, you know, we're going to show up. And I feel good about this football team. I can promise you that. I feel good about it. And I mentioned how a zillion times, okay, it's not a zillion times I get it, but it's a lot. We're way further along than we were this time last year and any time even, even this past season. I, I feel good about it. The communication's better. We know what we're doing out there. And uh, and it's impressive, and I see the enthusiasm that the guys have. So I'm excited about this group. No, not really. Um, but it's we also weren't going to rush him back. You know, give him an unrealistic goal to report to camp in, and then all of a sudden he's, he, you know, we had that last year with Booby Dixon. You know, he, he went out for one day, passed the conditioning test, blew every, you know, I mean, muscles and all that kind of stuff. It was unrealistic weight. So we told him, hey, we're gonna. We're going to get that weight off him, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see how he does. But obviously, he's not where I like him to be, uh, you know, right now. But um, but I'm confident that you know he's going to work hard enough to get. Uh, uh, you know, I'll be it's going to be week five when he comes back to us. Well, I think you know number one thing is he's he's probably playing the position that we envisioned him when, you know, uh, as as really a true outside linebacker. Could he play? You know, he, he's playing right outside linebacker. So people don't know there is no, you know, Sam linebacker like there was last year. There is Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.